You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums. It's here before you die. Talking about a revolution sounds whisper. Don't you know? Talking about a revolution sounds like a whisper. While they're standing in the welfare lines, crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation, wasting time in the unemployment lines, sitting around waiting for. All right, this episode we'll be talking about Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. In the room I have Anne. Oh, hell yes. Rob. Hi, guys. And on the line I have Kyle. Finally, the tables are starting to turn. And Josh. How's it going? Tracy Chapman is the self-titled debut album by the singer-songwriter Tracy Chapman, released on the 5th of April, 1988 on Electra Records. The producer was David Kirschenbaum, and the genre is contemporary folk and folk rock. I'm going to read from the book Gareth Thompson. In March 1988, London's intimate Dahmer warehouse entertained journalists with free shows by 10,000 maniacs. Natalie Merchant, the condition was that you also stuck around for a new Warner Brothers artist to promote her. This new act was Tracy Chapman. The piercing honesty and raw sound of Chapman's guitar vocal songs performed without amplification stunned most invited journalists. The feature numbers were heard in silkier silkness on Tracy Chapman's debut, released in April. Eight weeks later, Chapman had the most extraordinary career break. A virtual newcomer, she shared the bill for Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday bash at London's Wembley Arena. The global TV audience was won over by her bluesy folk ballads and stirring statements. Within days, Tracy Chapman was a chart topper and the yearning folk pop of Fast Car a major hit. For all their good intentions, there was a nagging uh, nativity to several tracks. Reviewing Mandela's event, a skeptical Billy Bragg wondered if he forgave Chapman for singing, quote, poor people gonna rise up and get their share without explaining how. Talking about a revolution, <laughs> which drew Bragg's comment, is a call to arms with no clear cause and admittedly across the lines evokes a divide between blacks and whites without much real attention. And yet the tunes are so rich and soulful Soulfully simplistic and ballads such as Baby Can I Hold You are so achingly tender. It is no wonder that millions were won over. All right. What do we think of Tracy Chapman's self-titled debut album? Masterpiece. Masterpiece. I'm weeping and I'll never stop. It's fucking brilliant. (laughs) It's great. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful album. It is. It's devastating and it's beautiful and it's, I mean... Yeah, who's amazing. Whose first time was it with this record? Um, I think me the whole way through. Me, I, yeah. I knew Fast Car. Yeah, but no, I, I never listened to this whole record before. Pretty familiar with at least four or five of the tracks on here, but as far as like a straight start to finish listen, I, I can't recall a time before this. This yeah. was okay. my first. In terms oh, of wow. albums, I know well this Mariah Carey. Okay. Um, 
the one before Butterfly, and uh, Amy Grant Heart in Motion. Those are my three beginning albums, and this is one of them. Okay. <laughs> so you got into this when you were when you were really young. My aunt Clara burned this or put this on a tape for my mother, and as soon as I had a Walkman, I was listening to it. Probably wow, before really that cool. in the car and stuff, but this is a very early, early thing for me. And it's beautiful and wonderful. Like, I love it so much. <laughs> like It's incredible. I um, yeah, I, I texted you guys because <laughs> yeah, in the late 80s, I listened to this album like a thousand times because my mom would just play it over and over, including one time she, she drove us uh, without my father to Florida in a van and played this tape non-stop for 15 and a half hours did like, she weep every time fast car came on because that's what i do when i play this in the car <laughs> you know <laughs> what's interesting is like i haven't listened to this record in 30 years you know wow and then listening to it again i, I knew every word i knew every chord change coming up like and it sucks that nothing changed. Like, <laughs> yeah. wanna, Dude, oh, nothing has so changed. Nothing has changed. Your guys' moms and their choices on car rides way cooler than mine. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I My got, mom likes oh. Anita Baker, too. Noted. Yeah, noted. I got, <laughs> man, Sandy Patty, all just like Ooh. Christian contemporary. That's it. Yeah, That's all I got. Yeah. All yeah. I got. So I would have, Tracy Chapman, holy cow. I don't know what I would have done. I think like... Yeah, I yeah. got Bob Seger's Greatest Hits and mm. uh, the uh, Rod Stewart 90s album with the Ocean Meets the Skies, I'll be sailing. <laughs> like the song. Oh, yeah. Uh, still better. Still better still, than, yeah. yeah. It but, wasn't, it wasn't but no great. Tracy Chapman. <laughs> no, 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 no Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Well, and so when I was a little kid, I thought this... The strife described in this was mostly about South Africa because I had been taught in school that racism did not exist in the United States. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Um, and that always was like a touch point for me in considering like my own complicity with and like education and racism. But it was interesting when I was reading about this that she played this at Nelson Mandela's was like a celebration of his life. His birthday. Yeah, his birthday. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, so actually there is some reason yeah. why I connect it with South Africa that isn't just purely yeah. the whole like America pretending racism just happens in other countries, right? Which mm -hmm. is not to say that that doesn't also exist, but it made me feel yeah. like a little bit better <laughs> about yeah. that. Yeah, that show's wild. I don't know if you read this. Um, she's supposed to do two songs, but like Stevie Wonder had a equipment malfunction and he refused to play. So she's like, all right. I'll play fast car. Right, that's yeah. what like hit her off. Of right? Seven hundred million people. Yeah. Yeah, but before that concert, she had sold two hundred and fifty thousand copies of the album, which is you know I'm not discounting that at all. Oh. That's a lot of albums. But after she played, she sold two million. Yeah. Yeah. And it just went Amazing. through the roof. Wasn't it two weeks? I, I told you guys in the chat. My my parents saw them open for uh, or saw her open for Neil Young. Oh wow, that's so fucking no, God, I would fucking love to see that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was two weeks after its release. The album sold one million copies worldwide. Jeez. Yeah, Amazing. that's how quick it happened. Is yeah. is yeah, two weeks. Yeah, can we talk a little bit about Billy Bragg's boneheaded <laughs> statement sure. of? Please sure. do. Just open just, 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 I love I love Billy yeah. Bragg. Right, oh, like, that yeah. was a little surprising and tone deaf and. Yeah, wow. That I had not read that before, heard that before. That's disappointing. 
Yeah, just this, it, it reminds me of like, oh, you're wearing the band t-shirt? Name three songs. Yeah. You know, you want a revolution? Prove it. Tell me how. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's a little, I, I did want to read that just because I'm such a Billy Bragg uh, fan and he is not, he is not perfect. It feels like a British person <laughs> no, course, interpreting America in a lot of ways, too, it, exactly. which is maybe how this book works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a, I mean, he had been critical of a lot of the, like, uh, was it, who was it when they went down to uh, apartheid Africa and performed? Was it Linda Ronset? Oh, yeah, Linda Ronstadt yeah. and, and Paul Simon. Paul Simon yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he was mm-hmm. hypercritical of that. So coming up post-apartheid, I don't know, maybe maybe he just had a little but bit of a chip on his shoulder. But performing there, but then performing there for Nelson Mandela's birthday seems like a little different. <laughs> no, no, no. I, what, what I'm saying is like that there's holdover um, mm-hmm. sure. from, from, from before. But no, it, I But to I hear a young black me, woman's record, like this album the things that she's talking about and then to say, prove it. Yeah. It's sure. just, it's wow. like, honey, I was born into this. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And, and that's what's like, so moving it's just so dismissive. It in a lot of ways. It's like personal and political at the same time. Right. It's that, laugh, yeah. It obviously it's so lasts, raw. Like it completely continues to be really relevant. Like, yeah. And I think her, what she does so well too, is she creates these, songs that anyone can relate to right it's yeah. not just it, it is about like her experiences and it's very emotional and very touching but at the same time there's so many people that these songs resonate with especially like fast car which she received numerous letters that said hey uh you're talking about my life how do you know me like people are just like you how do you know these like intimate details about like what I'm going through. And she's like this. Oh, I mean, I feel bad for you, but you know, this is the same thing that I've experienced and, and you know, that, that everyone can, can go through and everyone has these like troubles and it's universal and it's also continues to be universal in a really depressing, but true way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the show in living color, like did a a parody of that song. Have you guys seen it? No, I I read about it. (laughs) Did you see it? Yeah, I mean, it aired, but it was, um, I read a fast song and it was about like a lady who was trying to write a song and she just looks out the window and sings about whatever she sees. And <laughs> she sees all this terrible stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a lady being chased around by her husband with a butcher knife. Like it's. <laughs> God. And that's kind of weird. Like, that's, I don't know. that's like, that's in our cans right now, right? Um, oh, that was uh, behind, behind the wall. Behind the wall. Behind the wall. Yeah. yeah, and it's just her singing, and it's just so like. Yeah, that's what she performed at the at the incisive. Mandela show. Yeah, just that silence yeah. like speak for itself, like. But it's so brutal, though. Like that's what I love about like that's like the, I think anything else added to it would take away from everything that you all are, are talking about with how her experiences are put through so clearly, but it also connects to people who. Don't necess- I mean, that's what makes this record so powerful to me. Right. Uh, is there's a lot of records that can talk about some of the things that I was just gonna say. We don't know that it's her experiences, though, right? Like, yeah, she's just she could just be storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, some I, of the stuff I read, I can tell I, you, I Springsteen like... never worked a day in his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, but I think that from what I was reading, I think it's definitely based on things that she experienced, right? I mean, yes. like some I of it that might she have experienced to... a lot of bullying as a kid in Cleveland, right? Um, yes. And so I'm sure she also like, wrote like, Revolution when she was 16. 
Fuck me, that's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, that song's essentially a punk song. I mean, I love it. Like it really, you could take, um, you could just drop it in a different genre and it would work. Josh, I just got to drop this in. I'm sorry, Ann. I know you have something really cool to say, but um, no. when I was a freshman in high school, the first like local like punk band I went to see was a band called Split Lip, and they did a punk version of uh, Talking About a Revolution by Tracy Chapman. I was like, <laughs> what? Did it work? Yeah, it blew my mind. I jumped Hell into yeah. the mosh pit. I was a little child. It was amazing. I was whipping my little hair. Oh, no, that's great. And that's good songwriting. It can transcend genre, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the Absolutely, song yeah. itself is so good that it it exists in many forms. And that, yeah, that that's when I saw amazing. like in a revolution context, like oh, it hit me so hard because it's there's something eternal about her. It's just so good. <laughs> yeah, what I feel like I don't know. Um, just kind of grounds her music is just like a lot of it's you know political protest stuff, but she has these choruses that are just so grounded in like raw emotionality, like, you know, fast car, you know, the big chorus of that is, you know, it's just love. And I don't know. This desire to escape the awful things that are put upon you without your choice or control. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And being used and being like, yeah. 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 It's about flying away. Yeah. Well, and it's also about like generational oppression, right? Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely, it's born out of this uh, system that continues to oppress because of where you're born. I think there's a later song where she it's like when she like mountains of things, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The only flaw that happens to you is that you were just born with nothing. Like that's not your fault, but that's how it. It's a very spiritual song. Yeah. Also, it fucking slaps. It's so good. <laughs> like, it's it's one of like my... a motherfucker. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I literally haven't heard this record in 30 years. Oh, I listen and to I it every thought, year at least. <laughs> I was shocked that I knew everything that was coming. Um, and I was saddened. That so many things that I listened to this shit when I was a little kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When and I was even like othering problems. it to like a different country, right? Like this isn't even here. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone taught me it's fine, right? Yeah. It's like, no, it's not. It's still here. You get a fast car. I got a plan to get us out of here. Been working at the convenience store. Managed to save just a little bit of money. Won't have to drive too far. Just across the border and into the city. You and I can both get jobs and finally see what it means to be living. Jumping back to, uh, did you say your parents saw Tracy Chapman with Neil Young? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Neil Young, uh, the song we just were listening to, uh, Baby Can Hold You, uh, uh, he covered that, oh that, my God. that track. That's Unless I miswrote Neil Diamond, which I might have. <laughs> um, but also for our UK listeners, uh, Boyzone covered it and uh, it reached number two on the UK charts yeah. so you've uh, you've definitely heard Baby Can I Hold You it was the third single off of this record great song yeah mm-hmm. Mountain of Things though they're all good feels like Peter Gabriel I with those uh, just a little auxiliary uh, oh, perco- percussive stuff mm-hmm. but the lyrics are fucking phenomenal no the way she I don't know her delivery and 
It's like it's effortless. Like when I found out she wrote fucking talking about a revolution when she was 16, I was like, yeah, I buy that. Like her voice, like her voice is this incredible instrument throughout this. And it's especially evident because of how stripped down it is from other elements, right? Like, it, yeah. Not just the one where it's only her singing, but throughout, you just hear the way she moves among the lines. And it's not, you know, it's like, a specific range but then it, she just like jumps around it in this really emotive expressive way it's just like perfect yeah i was trying to think of who else we had kind of covered that that had the who would have had this sort of voice the sort Joni. of fol- folky yeah i did think Kate of Joni mitchell and joan uh armitrading armitrading for sure from that 1976 album yeah, yeah. and that that to me, I just I picked that up at a uh, amazing a flea market. Yeah, that's nice. so good. Uh, but she does have that really distinct voice. I was a little surprised when I got the mountain of things because, um, I did a little reading before listening to the full album and it, it talked about how they wanted to, they didn't want to mask her voice or use any digital equipment. They, you know, at the time they were trying to keep it real pure, you know, kind of like the, 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 the folk. <laughs> pureness for well, this acoustic is, guitar but yep. but i think it works i think the little touches they do with bass and the sort of like these you said peter gabriel like yeah rhythms like do add a lot well with no that, i think the production on this record is perfect yeah. it's, it's great it, it is that, really solid especially for like late 80s well that's what they like i read it was like very kind of cynical and greeting but it was mm-hmm. somebody talking about the way that this entered the market and how at the time that this was discovered or like given like larger audience because of who listened to it. Right. They were just like, yeah, like everyone's sick of all this irony shit. We really need something like this. (laughs) It'll sell really well. Like, which is, you know, super cynical, but at the same time it does strike against a lot of what's going on at Mm -hmm. the time. Right. Mm -hmm. This is very sincere and it's stripped down of a lot of those flashy elements. It's just like this pure feeling thing. Mm -hmm. Right. That's such a great way to say it. That's that's exactly how I felt when I when I heard it. It almost feels like it didn't come from the late '80s. Right. <laughs> right. It came from forever, and it still matters. Right. <laughs> Good art. Yeah, I mean, we we've been. <laughs> no, nothing has changed the entire time we've done. Like every fucking decade has like these like landmark like. Black say? artists, okay. like doing the just talking about how bad shit is, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Fuck, nothing's happened." <laughs> Every fucking decade, sure. And it, I mean, it's it's gonna continue. <laughs> like, it won't ever stop. Like the like how how raw and like sad and like immediate, just right? immediate. Yeah, it and it's just like it 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 just. It's it sits heavy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was heavy when it came out, and it just it's just getting fucking heavier. No, yeah, like I said, I, I listened to this album with my mom <laughs> for an over. Yeah, well, was your mom? Were your mom and dad like not doing well? Like, <laughs> what? This isn't about a divorce. It's about social strife, though, right? Yeah, this was my mom becoming like socially active, like in the late '80s. Oh, I didn't know your mother was socially active. I just know, know her as uh, the the Rom. Are you nurse lady. are you setting up some kind of elaborate mom joke? <laughs> I, I wish I was this clever. 
what is your mom is so next? socially inactive. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'm not, not this time. I remember my mom like going to see Tracy Chapman like at free shows. And she came back and she was like, oh, there was somebody behind me screaming, Tracy, you're a goddess the whole time. <laughs> I was like, I mean, was that me traveling through time? <laughs> he did. He was bald. <laughs> <laughs> he had an Atari hat on. <laughs> yeah. This record's incredible. It's still incredible. F- fucking 30 years later. It's, it's so a bummer crazy. that it's still incredible, but. I mean, I think it would resonate no matter what, but I, I it suppose is, it yeah, is upsetting and... that it doesn't feel like any progress has been made socially yeah, since this yeah. album was made in 1988, right? Like it, that does. It would feel better, yeah. So I, if if it was like a time capsule of like, oh, <laughs> this is how someone felt in a time when all these terrible things were happening, and and now we've moved past it, so that's cool. But yeah, and instead. It feels like it was written yesterday. It's 30 I mean, years later. Stuff. At least we don't have like gross inequality. You know, <laughs> in the at least, at least there's a consciousness to. of that, right? Because what when I initially experienced this album, I experienced it as someone who had been taught firmly that this problem did not exist anymore. That's, I, didn't, right. I never had that in our school system. But cool. we, I, maybe we just didn't talk about racism. I mean, it's it's the same fucking thing at yeah. the end of the day. But like, uh, I don't recall anyone ever saying there is no racism in America. I just, you know, and some of it's framing and some of it's scapegoating and like, it's not, it's complex, right? But I was also like fucking, what, like 11 or 12, right? So as I went through, I don't think the school system changed, but my ability to discern it maybe did, right? But... Yeah, it just see like uh in my brain, I, I have like uh the scene from SLC Punk where they're playing D and D and listening to Rush, and then like the punk guy puts on like Black Flag or something, and then like all of a sudden everyone's punk. Like I see like a similar situation where there's like a bunch of like ladies like hanging out, uh, playing D and D, and listen to Debbie Gibson, and then like someone comes in and brings in the Tracy Chapman tape. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like, everyone's got, like, their Doc Martens on and, like, the 90s like, start. They're all lesbians? <laughs> everyone. Okay, everyone. They start Lilith I'm Fair. Into it. And then, yes. Because she was at the first Lilith Fair. Oh, yeah, she Thank was. you. Thank you for finishing. Thank you for yes, Andy, my bad story. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, are we still talking about records on this? Uh, so, sorry, it, it was it was Generation X is the Thank is you, the Josh. I, I figured you yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> to me that one. Uh, it's funny though because they play a song that isn't even like that opens with not a very like punk rock sounding nope, start or whatever, yeah. and, and then uh, you know the main character is like, "What's this?" and the Rush kid is like, "It's new, <laughs> right?" It's supposed to be this, you know. Yeah. Oh, oof, yeah, it's oof, rough. It's, it's bad. Rough. It's bad. But, but Gen X is great. Gen X is a great band. I love Gen X. Uh, this this album, I will say, I found it the the difference in the tracking. Um, from track to track, I was entertained like the entire time. She, you know, because oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talking about a revolution comes out strong. You're like, oh, this is, you know, she's a protest singer. Fast car comes off. I was like, oh, intimate, you're you know, weeping. you're weeping. Everyone's yeah. weeping really hard. They can't it's, see to it's drive that It's a really well, solid fine. kind of pop song across the lines goes into. Yeah, uh, keep going, Birch. Yeah, it, it, it keeps the the sort of mood going. Uh, but then, yeah, it gets into things like mountain, mountains of things, mountains of things, yeah, which has that interesting production. And yeah. then she's got her ticket, 
It has like a little reggae vibe. It it, it goes through like all these different things. Behind the wall is just her singing. Um, so it's a, like a really you can kind of find all those different. It, it's like a perfect pop whatever singer songwriter album mm-hmm. because it's transcending and in, in showing that she can do every style all these different styles yep. of but music but they're still distinctly her yeah they're the all her time. and production production wise it's david kirschenbaum do you know what else he may have produced guys it's everything i do i do it for you i was gonna say meatloaf from the robin hood prince of thieves soundtrack <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah kate kate loves that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so did Super Tramp. Uh, he did a lot of bands. Um, I think he was one of the cynical guys, being like, "I've been looking for something sincere to produce." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, he wanted to specifically do an acoustic artist. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't as cynical as like somebody was being cynical hey, about it. Hey, <laughs> lady, gonna take you to the stars. <laughs> Emotion, notion. Uh, this did very well. If I hadn't mentioned that before. <laughs> no shit. Peaked at number one. You, Best new artist, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Fast Car received three Grammy Award nominations, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best Female Pop Vocal Performance, the latter of which it won. It also received MTV Video Music Award nomination for Best Female Vocal... Uh, Best Female Video. Yeah. So... This is one of my main jams. I mean, they're all my main jams. It's so good. My lover. I yeah, how this often... album is end to end a banger. It's so good. I, I wonder how often there's crossover between MDP, MTV Music Video Awards nominations and Grammy nominations, right? Like how how often somebody can can appeal we to, actually, to both of whoever. It, it's quite a that, bit right? actually, because you imagine your Michael Jacksons, your Madonnas, sure, um, people who have money and good artists um but they have the money to produce a really well thought out music video at the time the support right so so you don't have those yeah i've never seen a tracy chapman video i i just was a little surprised that it, it was so popular with because i don't remember seeing the the video at all um for it right and so uh and other than i mean i guess maybe it was all those kids in the cars with their moms driving to florida <laughs> who loved it. Yeah, maybe that's why it did well at the MTV Music Video Awards. Who knows? Uh, but I, I think that's a cool stat, though. It was, it was interesting to me. I, I was surprised by that. The Grammys, I was not surprised at all. Total, you know, yeah, makes it, total sense. But. It must have dropped off of the MTV, like, rotation relatively quick because we were all coming into, like, the I'm watching MTV, like, thing. And I, I don't recall that video, like, ever. Yeah. So. I guess that's true. It was kind of young. Yeah, we were, I was, we were I was eight. A little young at the time. Yeah. yeah. It's also nominated for Best Female Video. So, you know, I'm just going to assume that. Going up against the Material Girl? Going up against, yeah, other artists that maybe MTV would rather rather showcase. Sure. Give me one reason. Give me one reason to stay here. Yeah. Yep. Which, when it came out, I remember being like, Oh yeah, Tracy Chapman's back, baby. Here she is. She's, <laughs> She's back. relevant again. <laughs> Which was exciting, because yeah. What the fuck do I know about music? Because <laughs> your mom can go to concerts again. Try and stop her with their power. She says that her mind is made. 
I specifically love Mountains O Things, and I specifically ooh, loved uh, Behind the Wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oof. Yeah, wow. That yeah. For my lover too. I mean, that, that was one that I knew. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was. Uh, talking about Revolution, Fast Car, Baby, Can I Hold You, and For My Lover were the ones that I was the most familiar with before listening to this, you know, start to finish. And um, but that one was the one that surprised me a little bit of being like, oh, I didn't. I didn't remember it being as good as it is, right? Mm, like all the other ones, I was like, so uh, so I thought that was that was cool. Yeah, that's one of my faves for sure. It's also one that kind of alludes to her sexuality, which she's never um, wanted to be open about. Very opaque, completely respect. But there's a line in it that says, um, "Deep in this love, no man can share." Right? Yep. Which feels pretty straightforward in a certain way about. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that's you know, an I respect artists line. wanting yeah. to be private about that. Like, yeah. you don't ever want to. Yeah, it's interesting that. to see that she's she's pretty, you know, she's off the Internet. She's not on social media. She kind of she doesn't shun, but she just isn't interested in, in participating in a lot of things like she does that, lots that of benefit stuff. Yeah, but she's not um, she doesn't want to be involved in people knowing about her personally. She right. To separate that. Right? Yeah. Which I, th- I think is great. Yeah. Uh, she's also, uh, her interviews are so wonderful. She's like, her charisma is like off the charts. I was watching an interview. Um, Absolutely. On, yeah. on like, so charming. <laughs> yeah, really charming. Um, on uh, late night shows when she'd be interviewed and stuff. She's just like very happy-go-lucky person. And I thought that was so cool. Uh, I did watch a short clip where she was on Rosie O'Donnell talking about playing Sesame Street and she couldn't stop laughing when she was on Sesame Street because she was moving her guitar and hit Elmo in the face with the headstock of her guitar and then was <laughs> apologizing amazing. to Elmo like for a minute. And then she realized she's just talking to a, like a puppet. And then she couldn't stop laughing for the rest of the the interview with Rosie O'Donnell and for the, for Sesame, the, Street. the Sesame Street yeah. performance. <laughs> so. so Okay, so can I... Say one thing that I know will be very unpopular, but there's one thing I don't like about this record. Yeah, go for it. And I, <laughs> uh, when she whispers, whisper, a little too talking ominous. about a revolution. Yeah, yeah, it's just too. So here's the thing. Yeah, Every, what what makes this so good to me is all the stuff that everybody talks about, right? That experiences that we were maybe taught don't exist, right? Like Anne brought up, or experiences that we you know, that didn't affect us. Right. But still connect so deeply to the listener. And oftentimes with some of the folk stuff for me, it can feel a little too, like a little cheesy, a little, you know, this record doesn't do it at all. It's, it's none of that, that I feel is, is a little, you know, off-putting to me with, with some like folk singer songwriter records, except for that one part Mm -hmm. that what the whispering whisper feels a little cheesy to me. It feels a little like forced. And and I just don't, it stands out so much to me on this record because everything else feels so raw and personal and like not produced. Like all the stuff we talked about with, you know, trying to, to just get across who she is and what she's doing, even to the point of having no instruments and stuff, to the point of having this very minimal production in a time that has massive production. And then there's this weird thing that just gets me. And I, I don't know. 
A whisper is louder than speaking a lot of the time. The way we hear whispering actually resonates better. Mm -hmm. But for me, it feels really true to what's going on in the whole album, which is I am saying out loud the things that are supposed to be quiet because I'm not allowed to speak this. This isn't something people want to listen to. This is the 80s. We want irony, right? The The whole thing that this exists in is counter to that like sincerity and being earnest and like it is earnest to whisper a whisper right that's extremely vulnerable and i can see how that might read as cheesy but to me it reads as really genuine like i like it oh i get that that makes total sense it, it just it, it sticks out so much just like orally to me when i hear it you know it feels really really yeah. earnest and that song especially is one that has staying power in terms of how it hits people who are thinking about whatever revolution they're engaged in, right? It's like the bike horn in uh, Pet Sounds for me. That little honk. You don't like the honk? Can't do it. Doesn't like the honk. So so do you, so am I, am I the only one on this that that feels a little weird? On the whisper? Um, I mean, I think it's okay. It didn't, it didn't stand out to me. Yeah. Let's just say that. I I get where you're coming from. I get uh, what, what you're saying, but. It didn't really bother me that much. And I think it's just that you just get these little things in your head sometimes when you're listening to it. Yeah, yeah, it's like this forest from the trees, my friend. No, of course. Look, Kyle, I love this record. I'm not saying that this is bad because that one thing. Well, and I think it arrests your attention, too. It's like that's the the point of it is to try to, like, really draw you in. And I think it's okay. And so, okay, that is. Yes, that's a really great point. That's something I didn't think about. And that's brilliant. So you're right. Maybe I am sort of looking at it in the wrong way, right? Where I, I should be, It maybe they're trying to make it stand out and and I should have well, thought about that Well, it's okay more. if it's it doesn't point. work for you too. I just think for me, it, it like, it, it, it draws me into the the whole situation and it highlights like what's going on in a positive yeah, yeah. way. Yeah. But yeah. You want me to I say something? I also fucking love the shit out of this album. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, look, I just wanted to bring up the one tiny little thing that, Sort of stuck out to me. Here, I'll say this something is that, amazing. that sticks it's out. T- 10 out of 10. And annoys me. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, behind the Wall is her vocals are mixed twice as loud as the rest of the record's vocals. Why? Because it's awesome. What, what, why? Because there's no other instruments? No. Because it's that, acapella? That doesn't account for it, though. It's mixed twice as loud. Yeah. It makes no sense. You're listening to the same record, and her vocals are here, and then they're all the way up here. Why? Why do that? Because maybe you should care about domestic violence. (laughs) (laughs) I I found the song Why to be kind of. Yeah. There you go. Hear this? Hear these hot takes, Kyle? Yeah. Uh Tell your mom about it. Are they embarrassing themselves? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to read the horrible thing Christ we have said. Yeah, let's just leave that out. No, fuck that. I read it too. I'm not into it. Look it up, dummies. We already got the Billy Bragg thing. Uh, Do we need to go around the room or everybody just on positive? It sounds like everybody's... Wonderful record. Yeah. Amazing. Me and my aunt and my mom fucking love the shit out of this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I wish my mom played this for me (laughs) driving to to Florida. Play it for your mom. Yeah. See how it goes. Return the favor. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right, next time we'll be talking about My Bloody Valentine uh, Isn't Anything. Oh, all right, thanks, y'all. Every day I'm psychoanalyzed for my lover, for my lover. Choke me up and I tell him lies for my lover, for my lover. Everybody thinks I'm the fool. 
If I had to, it's my life so I could have you.